It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro-investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card, and after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then, it will take that change, no matter how small the amount, and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today. So back me down in the pain I can't wait no more Cause it's about a quarter past three And sure days I mean I got the Bentley Ballet And I'm just outside of Jersey Past the Palisades And I love to see that Some boots and shades Throw out on the bed While I'm yanking your braids Thug style You never thought I'd make you smile While I'm smacking you And you're all wild We share something so rare But who cares You cares on our internet analytic here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 35 we're going to be getting into little dirk the voice deluxe gamestop stocks featuring ja rule meek mill and party next door colors but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall and keeps me motivated. Also, make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I got the intro out of the way, let's switch it up and get into the quote of the pod. Okay, 
getting into the quarter of the powder, we're going to be talking about Little Dirk once again because he not only dropped the album in 2020, he has currently or past, pastly? I'm just making up all type of words for this segment. But anyways, basically Lil Durk dropped a deluxe album over the weekend and he's called this The Voice Deluxe. I mean, I mean a deluxe. I don't even know what I'm saying. Of course he's going to call it a deluxe. Anyways, um, January 29th, he dropped the updated version of his 2020 release featuring 12 new tracks. Standouts from the deluxe included Finesse Out the Gangway with Lil Baby. And this is all from an article. Is We're going to get to my opinion in a second. But I at least want to give a positive reception type critique. So from this article, they were saying that the, the track with Lil Baby, of course, was the standout on the album. As you get Lil Baby on any track, as I think I've said in multiple times, your track is doing... It's kind of like, it's not exactly the Drake effect, but Lil Baby is starting to become... Uh, starting to become that type of artist that when he does a feature for your track is going to outperform your other tracks on that body of work by like 10 times so of course Lil Baby will be the standout on the Lil Dirk Deluxe this is his 6th studio album which I don't even count those anymore because I mean Artists put out so many mixtapes before they hop on a major label. When they hop on a major, the label is always telling them to say like, oh, this is your sophomore. Okay, well, that sophomore album flopped. Just tell them that this is your sophomore. And that, that last album was a mixtape. So it's a lot of lying and, and trying to pull the wool over fans' eyes as people don't really know the ins and outs of the industry. But if you listen to some people, you will probably get a grasp of how it runs. And for a little dirt, He's been in the game for so long that I doubt this is his sixth album. <laughs> so yeah, that's just that's just funny to see when they put a um, a number on it. The deluxe is performing well as it did peak number two on the Billboard 200 and recently number one on Billboard's top R&B and hip hop album. So the deluxe is doing crazy numbers for Lil Durk, not like in general, because crazy numbers are like Drake and Baby and. Uh, who else? J. Cole. You know, those type of artists. He's not in that category just yet. But he's doing better than he used to. Like, he's improving a lot. And I think that has something to do with him actually dropping the album on a Thursday midnight instead of Wednesday, which he dropped. I think he dropped the voice on a day where sales aren't even counted yet. So it was kind of kind of left some off the table that could have been counted towards the total first week sales. But for the Deluxe, he correctly dropped it on Thursday at midnight. So he brought in an improvement of, I don't know how much, but it, like I think he had like 60 to 80,000 first week for his Deluxe. And for his original album, I think it was like 20 to 40,000. So it's a significant jump. Now, getting into my own personal opinions of, of what I think of Lil Durk's like Deluxe Edition. Personally, I've never really been the biggest Lil Durk fan. For me, Lil Durk is something that is playable in certain situations. Like maybe if you're going to the gym or doing something that gives that needs uh, or doing something that requires you to give yourself an energy boost. 
through music i would put Lil dirk on just for workout type music but as far as the deluxe it doesn't do too much for me as the whole shock value of doing the kanye crazy track and just doing copying his music video i don't think that's the most i don't think that's the best way to go about promoting a deluxe featuring your past cousin king von on the album like that's just kind of weird trying to stir something up because the type of album doesn't really call for that i thought it was a tribute to king von and he's out here talking about kanye crazy going at kanye with different outfits and um themes i mean they say the highest form of flattery is imitation so with his kanye crazy video i doubt if kanye even gets upset by it because he took the time out to study what kanye was wearing in certain certain music videos aka the little pump video and completely copy it like he was like somebody copying your homework in school like he just copied it word for word so i think this doesn't do too well for him as far as his image i wouldn't be surprised if drake even put that in his ear to do because drake for those who don't know is equally as obsessed with kanye as kanye is with him and for some people aka academics they will say he's more but for me as a personal fan of both i could see drake being obsessed with kanye but i think it's equal and i think they both just have a high respect for each other so they poke fun at each other whenever they can because right now it's not too much fun being played around in this kanye and drake beef but yeah that's why i think that this little dirk kanye crazy idea came from i think it probably came from drake and i also think that little dirk may have the worst beat selection out of his peer group <laughs> like out of the little babies the roddy riches the i don't even think he's up there with them but basically the the street rappers that you you hear the beat selection on Lil Durk's behalf is very mediocre in my opinion like I don't know what he uses or what A&R he uses or if he just chooses all if he chooses all the beats himself but just listening to each beat on the album start off like it literally and then wait till he comes in like okay this is the Lil Durk track right the beat will start going and then Little Dirk will come in as if he's trying to catch up to the beat every time. That's how every Little Dirk track starts. The the beat starts off with a high note, and then Little Dirk comes in like it's a run-off sentence, and then that's how every Little Dirk track sounds. And I'm just like, it, it gets to a point where it's just tiring, and, and you just try to understand what makes somebody pick these same beats over and over. Like, does the producer not tell him that these are from the same? beat pack like i don't understand so yeah Lil dirk definitely needs help with the beat selection because as you've seen when he was on the, when he's doing features where the where the beat is like changing up and then and, and different dynamics in the um instruments he he, he kind of goes crazy but whenever it's his album time he, he sticks to certain beats that he probably thinks is his is best for him to get in his bag but at the same time they're so similar that I just can't get with it because I don't I don't think that's the best way to go about making an album choosing similar beats just so you can choose a run on sentence at every beginning track you you make so 
yeah that was my critique of the deluxe and that's why i read out the articles review of it first because i didn't want to sound like i was just dogging this deluxe because at the end of the day it is well it was a tr the original album i felt like was a pretty good tribute to his past cousin king von but this deluxe seems like a clout chasing attempt with very poor judgment and beat selection and that's really like all i have for this little dirk deluxe i'm not saying it's trash i'm not saying every track on here is garbage because i do like the one with little baby but i also like the one well that's it it's <laughs> just the one with little baby and he doesn't even sound like himself on that track i don't know if the engineer just made his vocals totally different than all the other tracks or if it was just an old verse that dirk liked to throw on there with little baby but i don't know i don't know what he was thinking anyways um i think that Dirk should probably get somebody else to pick his beats if he's not or if or if he is already fire that person and start picking your own beats like this this is getting out of hand not every track from Lil Dirk needs to start with a run on sentence going over the beat not even catching it until he slows down so yeah let me know what do you think of Lil Dirk voice deluxe and do you think that little dirk has a bad beat selection let me know that and we're going to switch it up and get into gaming okay one of the biggest topics of the week if not the no this was the biggest topic of the week so we're just going to get right into it the stock market basically was manipulated by a lot of reddit users users and the people who are over i won't yeah well i guess over robin hood and all the investing uh trading sites literally shut down the trend that the reddit users was starting or started so they started restricting trades and i already talked about this like if you look up gamestop mass effect but this is different because this guy that when i talked about it back then like last week it wasn't it wasn't nearly as out of hand out of hand as it is now so this is interesting to see and just to talk about because not too many this won't happen too many other times like for people who don't know like this is bigger i won't say bigger but this is up there with people storming the capital but now they're taking the capital with like but um definitely learned that from uh, the joe budden podcast it's a great podcast y'all should listen to that but literally they had somebody on this talking about how storming the capital and then taking from the from the capital with it with an a so i thought that was a pretty nice uh way to put it as far as with gamestop other companies was also thrown in the mix as gamestop wasn't the only target for reddit users trying to do this little trick that they uh found in in the stock market game so basically a lot of investors have been coordinating on, on the reddit message board to send the prices of the stock soaring for most of the week inflicting a lot of losses and hedge funds that bet the shares and then they bet that the shares would drop the narrative was that the ordinary investors was waging uh, waging war against the financial firms and they definitely responded as all most stock all of these stocks started getting restricted 
So GameStop stock closed down 44%. Other stocks boosted by investors on the Reddit message board also cratered with movie theater giant AMC Entertainment dropping 57%, BlackBerry shedding 42%, and Nokia falling 29%. So as you see, the, the Reddit users are not, this is not some fault, small fan base just coming up with a little scheme that they hope might work. Like this was literally the most effective method ever. Well, I'm with, I would say ever, but I'm pretty sure this is used all the time by individuals, but the way that they came together as a group and really literally changed the whole stock market uh, stock market for some companies. That's when the, the, the big companies had to step in. And they started restricting trade as Robinhood, Interactive Brokers, two of the most popular online trading apps, announced that they will restrict users from trading and stocks seeing the most action. <laughs> So they, they they stepped in real quick and they was like, nah, y'all not finna do this. We, we cutting this off real quick. Y'all not finna make money. Y'all not finna make more money than us. Because uh, literally if that would have worked, it would have kept going with every other company. It would have kept going with this company, that company. They would have like, okay, we got AMC. Can we get uh, another company? Can we, can we get Target? Can we get... Well, it would have to be like a failing company. company. Can we get like... What's that? What's that? Uh, the store called like Coles or something, or J.C. Penny? <laughs> Let's see if we can boost J.C. Penny stock. Anyways, so yeah, that was shut down. So the main notable accounts, if you want to even look at it on your, if you invest, if you want to look at it on your investing, whatever you use to invest. Hopefully, our Robinhood uh, sponsorship is uh, is up for the moment. So any thing you want to use to invest in just know that GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond is some of the few where it has limited buys and still restricts you with uh, selling. And this decision from Robinhood and a lot of other investing apps really made investors mad but seeing like i mean that makes sense as they really took to the internet to express how their quote-unquote rights was being taken away right in front of their eyes and one person even said that robin hood should never receive business business again just because of what they did Investors was coming out saying we need to know more of how Robin Hood was able to execute this order of, of restricting sales and stuff. Because, I mean, you ha you have to co cooperate with the government for the to do this. Like, I don't know how this works, but I mean, I know how it works investing. But as far as like the, the legal speak, the legal jargon of how Robin Hood can just cut off more than half of his users from trading a certain... then it's just like how would you even understand what's the best way to like how would you even come back from this like just cutting them off and then when the market goes down letting them buy again like that just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem right 
and a lot of people was agreeing with some of the people in in uh in powerful positions speaking out about robin hood because they were just seeing that this is just this is just needs to be addressed and this is a huge deal like we've never seen something like this There was a lot of big losses on Wall Street, of course, because of the tar the stocks targeted, which is which is why people think that they even stepped in. Because if you're a regular investor and you group up with a lot of, I mean, a lot like a huge like cult of of heavy investors trying to change the stock market and the in the method that y'all all agree on starts to work, and then they step in and say, okay, y'all can't do this anymore because y'all making too too much money then that's that's when people start getting that's when questions start to arise and people start understanding why people don't really trust these trading apps like that like stocks are already already seen or seen like the perception about stocks is that it's just only for smart people and for people who have a lot of money which in reality it only takes a small amount of cash to double it into a stock that blows up or for you well y'all get what i'm saying basically it only takes a small amount of cash to, cash to invest if you invest in the right stock and it blows up you double your money so it's not really gambling well i guess it could be gambling to a certain extent but it's definitely not gambling to what actually like hardcore gambling is so stock market is definitely a gamble because they do say scare money doesn't make money. So that's take of that what you will will. But as far as investing for me, like personally, it doesn't take too much to start investing in something. And the only reason that people think that is such a only smart people like in well not only smart people, but only people with a lot of money invest is because they haven't been taught the basic principles of investing. And it's really for everybody in this what happened over the week shows that this is really for everybody it's, it's just something that the companies came together and it was just like we got to stop this because if they really keep going and succeeding with this you never know where they could take it so it was very powerful and i was interested to see how big this blew up because i when i talked about this it didn't really do too crazy but now it's like all the big uh, e-trading companies are coming in and putting a restrictions or either flat out stopping it. And then so now that we went over the investing portion of it, I bet you I bet everybody was wondering, like. Like the famous Dave Chappelle said. What would what would Jar Rule say in a time like this? So I know y'all probably was already asking yourself that and then probably was just wondering what would Jar Rule say in a time like this? And lucky for y'all, I actually pulled up an article of him speaking specifically about what we're what we just finished talking about. So Jar Rule came out and said that this is a crime what at Robin Hood is doing. Very transparent tweet. From Jar Rule, which he tweeted Thursday, and he also said, "Do not sell!" Exclamation point. He put like three of them. Hold the line. Dot dot dot. WTF? Now, because this is the PG podcast, I'm just gonna um, interpret that as him saying, 
something that's not um, of, of the origin of, of what that's usually abbreviated for. So anyways, the tweet is follow, follow the 24-hour stock trade that went crazy over the past week where everybody was just cutting people off from, from like selling or buying shares. And Robin Hood stepping in was just like, told them they can't purchase any more of, of GameStop or stocks like AMC. And so that was <laughs> because it was fueled by the Reddit rally. It's funny how they can't, you know how Trump uses things to, he uses a certain phrase to back whatever he's saying. And he usually says something so many times that people believe him. The whole Reddit rally thing is very interesting to see how these companies are coming together to use that hashtag as something to demonize people who, uh, who in other words, just came together to try to make a quick buck legally. Like, there's nothing they did that was illegal, in my opinion. So really, Ja Rule was was just being a spokesperson for the whole investing conglomerate and just really said the words that needed to be said. And without Ja Rule, I don't know if he would have had somebody come out and just talk about how Robin Hood was just literally doing. I don't know if this is a crime, but it seems like it's a crime from what another tweet that Ja Rule said said. This is a, and he put an ex expletive, crime. What at, what at Robin Hood is doing. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. And then he said, hash, well, he put hold the line, basically saying don't sell because they want you to sell because they want you to panic and give up the stock. So holding the line is something that's been, I've been seeing all over my timeline. I don't know if that's actually going to keep happening. As when you say hold the line, I'm thinking like, are we playing like, no, I'm just playing. Let me chill. Okay, so investing isn't something that I think is the worst. Like This whole fiasco with GameStop and Robinhood, I don't think this is the worst that's ever happened with investing. There's a lot of other things that happen, like the stock market, market actually crashing. But what Robinhood did, because of what Reddit rallies came together... <laughs> reddit rallies i think that's what it was calling that uh, came together and little boosted these stocks to increase the profit robin hood stepped stepped in was like hey, hold on y'all making way too much money from this little trick so that was interesting to see and i wonder what the ramifications will be for this whole incident and what would even happen to robin hood because i'm not even gonna lie i'm gonna keep using robin hood even though they don't sponsor me anymore but just the whole thing with with investing and just being cut off by the snap of a finger from somebody who could just cut you off from from selling well cut you off from an entire stock that you know is on the rise just because they don't want you to make too much money yeah let me know in one of my uh click my link to my bio let me know in one of my social medias what do you think of robin hood robin hood literally cutting off consumers from buying into gamestop stock and do you think that it's a crime that's what I'm going to leave y'all with. So, yeah, click my link tree and let me know on one of my social medias. I'm done with that topic. Hopefully, I'm done with that topic forever. But, you know, with uh, investors, they never let things go. So, we'll see how far they want to take it. So, let's switch it up and get into music.
Okay, getting into music, we're going to talk about a song that came across my radar and I almost wanted to throw the radar out the window. And <laughs> so what I'm talking about is Meek Mill released a new track with Boy Wonder and Leslie Grace called Conga. He also re- released a, a video with with like a Bacardi uh, ad for it, which was interesting. But so Conga by Meek Mill is a ref- official remix bringing it okay so conga is an official remix bringing in meek mill and, and leslie grace the boy wonder produced song presented by bacardi so that's like the overview of it vocals well okay so grace is singing meek mill is rapping basically i don't th- this whole track so just going off of like whatever this article saying because it's not really t- saying too much it's just telling me the details of the song but Nobody really cares about the details like that. As the song is very mediocre. The song is one of those that's just... I have a snippet. The only reason I have a snippet is because if I have to listen to songs like this just to talk about on, on my podcast platform, then y'all, y'all have to listen to this too. So as the, this track is not, it's not bad, but the way that Meek Mill kind of tried to take it I don't know if he was trying to do his best, like, Pitbull impersonation. But I think, like, the only thing that this track was missing was just Neo coming in, singing, and, and, and just actually singing and saying, like, give me everything. That, that's the only thing that this was missing. Instead, you have Conga, where it's, like, a, a obvious attempt at radio. Interestingly, after Drake announced that he's not dropping this month, he probably already knew that, as I think Meek Mill and Drake was in Barbados or something like that. For a music video so obviously he knows drake's uh timeline because they're supposedly uh close now but it's interesting how drake announces he's not dropping an album and artists just start to drop left and right you have little dirt you have meek mill you have young thug teasing projects like it's just funny how drake literally controls the rap game but anyways back to this song so conga is something that is an official remix and the official i haven't even heard so you would think it would be hard for me to critique a remix off of not even hearing hearing their original but the way that i think meek mill couldn't have made this song any better than the original like the original had to be better than this remix i would hope so and i'm not even gonna listen to the original because i'm just gonna act like that's just way better than the remix because with this track meek mill comes in and is just totally out of out of pocket it's like out of realm like the way he raps and flows over the beat is nice but the whole vibe doesn't fit the meek mill persona of i have my young bulls with me i'm always in the streets the streets respect me and you come out with a track like this not only a track but a remix like this and you try to switch up the narrative a little bit but it's hard when you're always tweeting tweeting about your young bulls in the street and how you're doing this for their motivation but are you really doing this for motivational purposes is what i think most of the times meek mills run one of those that his music stopped matching his image which isn't bad it's just you shouldn't have to keep trying to verbally say that you're living a life that you're not so with conga 
I'm gonna let y'all hear this snippet. Y- y'all gonna hear this track because if I had to sit, <laughs> I had to sit through this three minutes and twenty seconds, twenty seven seconds of I don't know what this is. Y- y'all gotta listen to this little a minute snippet that I'm gonna play. So I'm gonna play Meek Mill's verse off of Conga. You can tell me if you like it or not, and uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. I'm gonna play it, and then after we're gonna talk about it a little bit more. Boy dreams from the notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card, and after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then it will take that change, no matter how small the amount. And funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today. So that's what came across my radar, making me want to throw the radar away. And that that's something that it's um gonna be hard for me. I don't know if it's gonna be it's either gonna go away, like nobody's gonna like people gonna act like this record never existed, or every time people bring up Meek Mill and the top not top rappers, but just top artists, like um category, they're gonna bring up this track and, and say that. So and so would never, J. Cole would never, Kendrick would never, and they would be right. They would be absolutely correct. Cause they would never pull pull what this whatever this is. Cause uh yeah, he, he needs to go back to the drawing board with that. I don't know if he's running out of ideas and it was just like, let me hop on a remix. But that that you know the little Char- Charlemagne meme when they're in the studio and then Charlemagne's talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm working on this, I'm working on that, and then he lets them hear it, and then Charlemagne's like, yeah, that ain't it. That's exact. That's exactly how I feel about this record, Conga. So, yeah, I don't, really, I don't really have too much to say about this track. This track is terrible. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know who thought this was a good idea, and whoever Meek Mill had tell, tell him that this track was fire, he needs to fire them. <laughs> So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Meek Mill's remix of Conga? And do you think that this needs to... Do you think that this is going to stick around or not? Because you already know my answer. So yeah, switching it up, we're going to get into pop culture. 
Okay, getting into pop culture, we're going to talk about album, well not album, I think it was a, like a collection of old songs put into an album. You know, I've already went on so many rants about how albums, projects, mixtapes, uh, what, did, what did Drake say that one time? Um, compilation tapes, like all that is just a body of work, like that's all I'm, I'm calling it now. So, Party Next Door came out with a body of work called colors and there was a lot of old tracks put together making the original colors so that's basically what party next door said he said making the original colors finally available everywhere for the fans locked in we'll be back soon so you know when he says we'll be back soon see you in like four to five six to seven years so um party next door the the colors ep was originally released in 2014 colors 2 dropped in 2017 which was said to have more of a natural pnb sound a pnd sound i don't even know why i said pnb but this original soundtrack is based well not original it's a, it's a bunch of old songs put together but it's original as far as being put out on dsps for the first time so this features Travis Scott and Cash Out. Never heard of Cash Out, but I'm pretty sure that I've listened to a few Travis Scott <laughs> songs in my day, so I definitely know who that is. Um, so with the track list, you can tell that he's not really going for too much mainstream attention. The only one I could see that he was probably like, yeah, this may get mainstream attention is the Travis Scott track. And the funny thing about that is I didn't know who was party next door and I, I had no idea who was Travis Scott. Now that, that may sound crazy to, to some people, but if you go back and listen to the track, you you will hopefully understand what I'm talking about. I didn't know who was Travis Scott. I didn't even know if party next door door was on the track. Both of them was just um, like they sounded whoever the artists were that made this these this song just know like they were not party next door on Travis Scott. Like, I need to know who locked them up and came out and, and put this track together. Because it wasn't Travis Scott and it wasn't party next door. Because it didn't sound like either one. Anyways, getting into the EP, I don't want to harp on a negative too much. Because I actually like this uh, body of work. I like Peace of Mind the most. Uh, rendezvous? I think... Jack Carlo had a track like that thing. Rendezvous or Rendezvous. So I, I'm probably messing it all the way up. Anyways, y'all know what I'm trying to say. And then and then my third favorite track on the EP was Let's Get Married. So those three was the standouts on the eight track uh, body of work. I don't think it was too much for Party Next Door to put this out. He probably just switched some old songs around. It was like, yeah, I like how this one flows into that one. And I just like how this one sounds. Okay, put that on there too. All right, now put it out to the public. I don't think there's too much thought put into this. But at the same time, sometimes when you put too much thought into a project, you end up making it worse. You make you end up making it worse off. So I, this seems like something that didn't take too much thought, which with the artists, you never know. They always come out and give like a whole soliloquy on why they changed the word from the to two. Like they always have some crazy minute detail that they be like just took it was just life changing to have to change so even with future like future does that a lot he'll come out with an album and then he'll do an interview and you would think future was the biggest lyricist to ever step on the planet the way he'd be breaking down his creative process like yeah 
you know, I went to this place and I went to that place. That's why I called it Houston, Texas, because when I went to Houston, Texas, they treated me like I was a Houston Texan. And, you know, it would just be some crazy story background to the track. And the, the whole track would just be talking about lean pills and, and women. Like, it would just be nothing deep or of substance. So that's how I feel about the Party Next Door EP. I feel like it, it didn't take too much thought to put this together. But at the same time, this was the music I liked the most from the releases. Like Lil Durks, I didn't like it. Uh, Meek Mill, I didn't like it. Just music in general, just going on a whole tangent. Music in general has been down. 2020 was a was an okay year <laughs> as far as music. I was about to say great, but really The Weeknd and Drake kind of put the whole industry on the back as two of the two of the titans as far as artists one r&b one rap at least they put out a project in a pandemic a lot of these so-called so-called artists are literally going on five-year hiatuses aka kendrick not putting out any type of music and the last thing he put out i think was when well, let me not even say that but you know what i'm going with the he the last thing he put out was something i can't even hint at it without y'all knowing Basically, Kendrick needs to drop some more music. These artists are not putting out music. And I'm thinking that the pandemic is just starting to become an excuse because nobody is nobody's putting out quality music that's replayable, in my opinion. The closest thing to that is part is this EP right here by Party Next Door. And I don't even like all the songs on this on this EP. So we're just getting to the point that if nobody's gonna drop, then Somebody needs, like, well, no, I can't. I don't even know if I can promote that on my pod. Let's just say if, if some music comes out that may or may not been leaked, then it's just whatever. Like, at this point, I just take whatever. Like, I just need replayable music of substance. And I can't take these artists just dropping tracks that they don't even put two thoughts together to, to put it out like literally meek mills out here remixing pitbull type samples and uh little dirks out here choosing the same beat with the same run-on sentences it's really just a struggle out here for these rappers like these artists are just not putting forth the effort and as far as the pandemic affecting them like i just i just don't understand how you have a whole fan base and then you go away going back to Kendrick so I'm all over the place and hold another tangent you have a whole fan base and you go away for literally 50 years and then I didn't even give us like didn't give us anything like the only thing we ever saw from Kendrick last year was when the Black Lives Matter movement was at its all-time high so he took a picture and uploaded it. and then that, that was it he went right back into hiding so it's just people don't want artists to drop every year but to, to go away for like 20 years at a time every time you drop drop a body of work like it takes that long to make an album if you never if you've never made an album before you know it doesn't take 20 years and even you could be like well you've never made a platinum album well i know plenty of artists who have made platinum albums and they don't go away for 50 years at a time so it's just it's just tough. It's tough being an R&B and hip hop fan. I'm not gonna lie. These this this month of music, and I really blame Drake. I've said Drake's name at least 50 million times throughout this whole podcast. 
but it's really Drake's fault. Drake said he was dropping in January, so every artist probably was like, let's not drop in January so we don't get overshadowed by Drake. Drake doesn't drop in January, January, and then artists like Meek Mill think he can put out... I'm gonna stop bragging on this song, but... Because that song wasn't that terrible, but it was, it was pretty bad. But yeah, anyways, Drake literally stopped music in January just to come out and say, oh yeah, I'm dropping it in... 2021 like they didn't even give us a month release date just said 2021 and said it'll come when it comes like it's very frustrating because these rappers are professional liars and sometimes you have to try to see through it but sometimes they get you they get you like i really thought drake was dropping in january a lot of artists i mean a lot of industry people were saying the same thing so at least it wasn't just me but yeah, that's all I really have for the Party Next Door Colors, as long as, as well as my uh, music industry tangent. I think I went off on at least four or five artists, but let me know if y'all actually like that. I mean, you know, click my link tree in my bio, let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about my rants? And do you think I should just rant about certain things I think about in the music industry? I'm sure I could keep it more structured like I do with the four segments in the intro and the outro. Speaking of the outro, let's go, on, let's go over the whole pod now. So for the quarter of the pod, we started with Lil Durk, The Voice, Deluxe. And I, I my critiques were pretty harsh, I'm not going to lie. I said that the beats all start the same. And he, Lil Durk also has probably the worst beat selection out of his peers. And he needs to stop starting every track with a run-on sentence. So we got into gaming with GameStop Stocks featuring Ja Rule. Which I thought it was pretty uh, interesting how Ja Rule always wants to give his two cents. Even though Dave Chappelle literally made a whole comedy bit off of nobody caring what Ja Rule uh, thinks. So yeah. But the stock part I think was pretty interesting. You can let me know if I broke that down right or not. Or if I gave you enough information, information for a grasp of how the investing industry works. Also, we got into uh, music with Meek Mill. And I talked about how he gave his best pit bull impersonation with female um, singing in the chorus and the hook or whatever. And the only thing that was missing was Neo coming in singing, give me everything. So, yeah. Then we ended with pop culture party next door colors. And I literally went on a whole tangent about the music industry because a lot of artists didn't drop in January. I blamed it on Drake. Drake said he was going to drop in January. I think a lot of artists moved out the way to let him drop. He said literally at the end of January, I'm not dropping in January. I'm dropping sometime in 2021. So I don't know when music is going to come from these artists because people are scared of Drake and don't, they don't want to drop around Drake. Like literally if Drake drops an album, don't expect another big name to drop unless it's like J. Cole or Kendrick trying to combat him. But I went on another tangent with K. K. Dot running away for literally 500 years and coming back like nothing happened so yeah that's about it for this episode i think it was a lot of tangents and uh a lot of gems in uh what they call a, a desert <laughs> hey, that's the only way to describe how this podcast went so yeah that's about it for this episode thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my cash app link located towards the top of my of my link tree as it helps the show overall and keeps me motivated. Also, 
I don't know if I said this already. I'm just messing everything up. Make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. It's your boy Dreams from The Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro-investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card, and after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then, it will take that change, no matter how small the amount, and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today.